It is Wednesday, August 24, 2022. I am back in action, had a trial, had, uh, I'm not going to call it, uh, I'm not going to use the C word, but uh, I was down and out with a little bit of a, uh, a cold. Three years ago, it was a cold that uh, you get better in seven to 10 days. Three years later, it is COVID and you get better in about a week and a half. You put all that together. All right. So anyway, um, I am uh, back in action here. We're going to interface with the Blitz momentarily here at Lawyer Talk. As you know, we are doing this every Wednesday. Even last week I did it uh, with a common cold, the C word. That is the C word too, I guess. Anyway, I did it last week. Uh, the week before I was in trial down in Hocking County. I'm happy to report successfully defeating a murder case on behalf of a client who was not guilty, who was actually innocent, uh, was uh, exercised his absolute 100% God-given right to use self-defense. And the jury saw it uh, in short order. They agreed with us. Uh, it was with my good pal, Mark Zatawa, phenomenal trial lawyer, great colleague, friend of mine, hunting buddy of mine uh, from up in Michigan. We won't hold that against him too much, but uh, Mark and I went down there uh, and really uh, were pleased with the outcome of the case. I can only uh, I can only thank the jury, uh, thank God, and thank the system for uh, seeing the re- right result come through in the end. So uh, with that, it looks like the blitz is ready. I won't uh, beat around the bush any longer. We got Loper and Randy coming up right now. All right, Steve Palmer joins us for our free legal advice segment. How you doing, Steve? I am doing great. How about you guys over there? Doing pretty well, man. So Kelly had the story a little bit ago about this guy who had uh, immunity. He was a diplomat from another country, um, from from Africa, right? He was from, from Sudan. South Sudan. Okay, South mm-hmm. Sudan. And so he raped a woman. And now, because he has uh, diplomatic immunity, he's going to get away with it. I mean, like, is there any story where these diplomats do not get away with stuff like that? Or what is, like, the real deal? You know, I don't know the real deal. I know as much as anybody on this, which is uh, the old lethal weapon. I remember that. Remember the movie Diplomatic Immunity. I remember. uh, And Danny Glover says revoked and pulls the trigger in dramatic fashion. I, you know, I don't know, I don't know the whole uh, deal behind uh, the so-called diplomatic immunity, but it really does sort of turn your stomach, doesn't it? That somebody can commit a, a horrendous crime like rape in our territory and then get away with it by just going home. Uh, so I, you know, I don't know. It, it just shows you that there are bigger and uh, broad, I don't want to call them better, but broader uh, forces at play sometimes uh, that the government gets involved with. And uh, you know, I guess we take second second chair sometimes. All right, ninety nine seven hundred. If you guys want to text in to uh, ask a question to Steve Palmer, also eight two one ninety nine seven zero. We have uh, line two here. This is Chad. What's up, Chad? How are you? I'm all right. And yourself? Doing pretty well, man. What is your legal question for Steve Palmer? So I've got a left fielder for you. Um, I actually I rent a house, and in this house, there's black mold everywhere. Um. My problem is calling to get somebody out there to get my landlord to do his due diligence, if you will, that will get me kicked out because of the problem itself. It's not a healthy um, living space. What is your suggestion or do you have a suggestion on what I should do? So as I understand your concern is that if you actually call, you have black mold, and if you call somebody to try to fix it, they're going to kick you out because it's not safe to live there. Exactly, exactly. I mean, look, I get the dilemma here because what we're not saying, the the part we're not saying out loud here is that you need a place to live and getting kicked out isn't a good option for you because you do need a place to live. And uh, for them to fix it, they're going to have to boot you and eradicate the mold or do whatever. You know, sometimes that's a huge, huge endeavor. uh, Exactly. to, uh, to fix that. So 
I don't have a good suggestion, man. I mean, look, I, I don't know the nuances of landlord-tenant law, but I do know this. The landlord has to fix this. They have to supply a habitable premise. They can't, and, and part of habitable is, is somewhat ambiguous, but I can't say that I've read the black letter law on this, but I would almost certainly guarantee that habitable means it's safe to live there. And that means you don't have a black mold problem that can, that can actually cause you physical and health harms. So, you know, they're going to have to fix it. Now, what I don't know is their obligation to supply alternative housing for you while they're eradicating and what the terms and conditions of your agreement would be. Uh, and, and that may be worthy of asking a landlord tenant lawyer or somebody who's got more experience in this area that could give you that answer. Uh, short of that, man, you know, just hacking through the problem, like we all have to solve our problems, find another place, try to find a place that has a, a similar rent and get and line it up. Um, certainly you're not going to have to pay rent in two places for them to fix a, a, right. uh, a problem that's not your fault. At least I wouldn't think so. I, I would, I would hope not anyway. So right. uh, I, I would hope that a conversation with your landlord might go a long way on something like this uh, to get it resolved amicably before you had to get lawyers involved and spend money in the court system. I mean, that's a, it's a horrible situation you're dealing with. I'm sorry I don't have a better answer, um, but uh, I can I can at least try to refer you to a landlord tenant lawyer if you give me a shout, 614-224-6142. All righty. I appreciate you. Um, is, is it, do I have time for one quick, quick question? Um, my mattress is like a fourteen, fifteen hundred dollar mattress was destroyed. I showed him, I showed him receipts. I, sh- I can't, I brought him over to the house. He said, Oh, that's not my problem. He gave me 200 bucks off my rent and called it a day. Is there anything extra I could do about that? Yeah. I mean, I, I would include it in a claim. If, if you mean he being your landlord, it's destroyed because of the mold problem. That's not your fault. I mean, I, I would, that might be something that, that, uh, you could try to get your landlord to cover. It also might be something covered by, I don't know if you have renter's insurance. Um, that might cover that as well. I do. I do. Um, I might, I might check okay. the policy there and see if that would give you some coverage. Copy. I appreciate your assistance. All right, man. Well, good luck to you. Have a good day. All right, man. Uh, we have uh, this question here uh, for Steve. I live with my grandfather on his farm in a four-bedroom mobile home <clears throat> with my children and my husband. My grandpa sold the farm and left me the house. I was told I had it until October. I had until October to get out. My grandpa died, and they said, never mind. Get it off now. They've built a fence around it, 196 acres. We've done everything we can to get the actual trailer off the property, but the movers came out today and they weren't able to. The landowners came and they would not let actually the movers move it. We missed the deadline is what they said. And they will now not allow us to take it uh, through their field or their fence. So it's it's this beautiful uh, two living room, four bedroom, big double wide trailer. And they spent all their money on it. And now they can't get it off the property that once belonged to the grandfather. This doesn't sound right. So I, I get like so many questions we get, we have to go back to the tail of the tape. I want to see what's in writing. I want to see what was written down at the time these, uh, the sale was made. What were the terms and conditions of your, uh, tenure on the property? So you had a, it sounds like sort of a, a, a temporary tenancy on the land, uh, and you know, sometimes what people do is they'll sell uh, property and give the prior owner a life estate so they can live there until their death, and then they're then everything reverts back to the uh, the new owners. And uh, here's the deal with real estate: everything has to be in writing. 
Um, you can't do a real estate transaction with a handshake deal and expect to enforce it in the courts. So I really need to see what's written down. Uh, if the terms and conditions of the agreement say that you have to get your prop, your your uh, trailer off there by X date um, or forfeit it, uh, even then I would think you might have a cause of action in what we call equity or like fairness court because then the new owners are getting a windfall. Uh, they can't just take your property and expect not to have to pay for it. Uh, at least that would be my argument. Now, again, these are nuanced real estate legal issues that are beyond my expertise. So this is not legal advice. My legal advice is get a real estate lawyer and look at the, what's in writing because the contracts here are going to be so very important to unravel this problem. Um, it's sort of like the last caller. Give me a shout. 614-224-6142. We'll hook you up with a real estate attorney or at least get you referred to one. And, you know, if it's a, if it is a nice trailer, it's got some value, it's probably worth spending some money uh, on an attorney to make sure that uh, things are done correctly here. I, I feel for your problem and hopefully there's a solution. We have one coming in text right now. My elderly father has been involved in an online romantic scam for months. I nor anyone else has been able to convince him it's a scam, even after showing him evidence pulled via the Internet that the woman he's in contact with is a known romantic scammer who preys on elderly men. I've heard their phone conversations. It's obvious she's only interested in his money, but is skilled at conning these lonely men. She claims she loves him, wants to make him happy. She's now moving to where I live and is going to be acting as his quasi-caretaker. I've been told by the city police department there's nothing they can do. I've contacted the Elderly Financial Abuse Hotline, sponsored by the U.S. Gov. Uh, pretty much told the same. Are there any legal options? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, I, it, it might maybe if your father is uh, not of sound mind, you might be able to get something done that way. Um, if the police weren't uh, interested in acting, uh, you know, I I don't have a whole lot of answers for you on that. You know, there's a guy I work with. I've, I've used his name a hundred times here, uh, Jay Michael. He's a um, sort of a probate and estates lawyer. He might have some insight into what it would take to uh, sort of take over the financial end of your father's business if he's not of sound mind to to do it himself. And uh, I would probably start with Jay. That if I were in this situation, he would be my first call. Um, and look, I, I'm an attorney and presumably I should know this stuff, but I don't, and I know what I don't know. And this is one of those things. Um, I would call Jay Michael. You can reach him at 614-443-6262. Tell him your scenario, see if he can offer some suggestions or help, uh, representing, uh, you and doing something to protect your dad here, because this kind of scam, there's gotta be a solution. I'm, I'm with you. There's gotta be something that can be done reasonably speaking. And, uh, you know, on the other hand, you would say, look, or your dad would say, look, I'm a, I'm a grown man. I've been, I've been on this planet in a long time. I know what I want to do with my money, and I don't care if it's a scam or not. It makes me feel good. I'm going to spend it. Um, and those two competing interests are going to be at play here. And how that gets unraveled by a court system uh, sort of uh, remains to be seen. I mean, we all know, uh, you know, everybody's talked and looked at the Britney Spears situation with that conservatorship. And, and you know, there, there's people that advocate both sides of that. These problems never have a simple solution, I guess is my point. And I do wish you luck trying to trying to at least make sure your dad's protected and his assets are protected. All right, let's go to line two here. This is Kristen. It's Loper and Randy with Steve Palmer, and he's answering your legal questions. Kristen, what is your question? Hi, Steve. My question is, I recently was served with papers to um, civil court in Licking County. I reside in Fairfield County. Um, so I looked over the paperwork and it's saying that in 2018 I took out a loan for $450. Um, I don't recall that loan being taken out. 
So I did go and notify my bank here in town, and they looked back to 2018. They don't see anything with a loan of 450 coming into my account. I also went to, it says that it's Huntington Bank that is taking me to court for $450. They said that I even went to Huntington because I did have an account through them, and they pulled the records too, and they don't see it. Um, so I did write to the magistrate. I explained to him everything. And he said that, um, you know, there's, they set the court date. Um, I really don't have, you know, fi- the finances. I don't want to go through legal aid either. So I thought I really want to see how our civil system works. So I thought I'd go in and represent myself. Um, I am a college educated woman. I did go and become a nurse, but due to cancer times too, I haven't, you know, I haven't returned to the workforce because I took an oath to do no harm to others. And I'd be afraid that I would mismedicate somebody. But my question is, what do I need to take into court with me on that day oh. in order to clear my name? Because I feel like this is a scam. Like, did somebody scam, get that money or identity theft? Did they take that money? Or am I just truly not remember taking out that loan? Well, I don't know the answer to that question. The last question you just asked. I mean, I don't know if it's a scam or you just don't right. remember. Because if you don't remember, well, you don't remember. And uh, at the end of the day, what and, you would, yeah, what, at the end of the day, what you're going to do is you're going to go to court. And it's a civil case. They've sued you in civil court and they claim that you owe $450. You say, nah, I do not owe $450. They have to offer some evidence and proof that you do owe them the money. They have to prove the account. They have to prove that you agreed to take the money and then agreed to pay it back on some level. And, and there's a couple elements to that, uh, to oversimplify it. Uh, the first element that it is you, that you're the person who did it. They have to establish your identity that you're the one. And uh, you're going to say, I'm not the one. And they're going to say, yes, you are. Here's the proof. And they're going to have to produce documentation that you either signed or uh, otherwise agreed upon electronically and, uh, and try to establish it that way. You can uh, challenge that it's not your signature. You can challenge that it wasn't you who did it. You can challenge that somebody else did it. And uh, you can even take the witness stand on your own on your own behalf and say, I n- not no way I didn't do this. I don't owe them four hundred fifty dollars. I took out no such loan. Uh, they got the wrong person. Now, there's a there's a general theory in law that says he who dealt with the criminal is the one that has to bear the responsibility of that. So if you dealt if the if the company dealt with the huckster, not you, uh, they're the ones that have to face the responsibility. It's not your fault that um, that. You, that they were ripped off by somebody pers- representing themselves as you uh, or uh, actually lying and saying they were you. So if it is a stolen identity right. situation. They, said they, they kept sending like the summons and everything or whatever to 1676 Lakeview Drive. And I haven't lived at that address since 1999 yeah, because th- I was like, I had called. Yeah, this sounds like, like so a scam. But like so, court fees okay. and stuff like that. Like what if, uh, man, not being represented, what what do you feel about that? Well, look, Steve? I mean, like, at stake is 400, hold on a second. At stake is $450. To hire a lawyer, okay. it will cost you significantly more than $450 to uh, go to court and represent you on this. So it may be uh, that, it, look, you're asking what's going to happen in court. Can you represent yourself? Yes, you can represent yourself. This is still a free country. And, and I, at least I hope it is. Right. And you can go into court and say, uh, <laughs> I'm going to represent myself. Now, old Abe Lincoln, whether he actually said it or not, it's attributed to him. He represents himself as a fool for an attorney. 
But on the other hand, there are financial uh, considerations here. If it's going to cost you, say, $5,000 to hire a lawyer to go litigate this case, it's not worth paying five to save four fifty. So if the worst case scenario is you got to write a check for four hundred fifty plus court fees, well, so be it. Um, now you got to be careful because yeah, they've added the interest onto it. So now it's on to like one thousand one hundred forty nine dollars because of the four years. You know what I mean? That yeah. I didn't know about it. It's incurred interest. Yeah. Well, you so. so at stake then is that that's that that sounds like your worst case scenario, um, and right. uh, you know if the curves don't cross where it makes sense to hire a lawyer or financial, you're just not able to do that, then you don't have a choice. You got to go represent yourself. Now you said you didn't want to go to legal aid. I don't know what legal aid uh, is available for this kind of situation, but it, you know, okay. I, I it, it, there's no reason you shouldn't go get some professional help. Okay. Um, you know, if you, if yeah, my choice were to have a licensed lawyer represent me uh, through legal aid or go do it myself, I'd probably choose the legal aid side. All right. Hey, guys, I got to hop in here. We got to wrap things up. Steve Palmer's with us each okay. and every Wednesday. <clears throat> Thank you so much for your phone call, Kristen. We do appreciate it. Steve, if they want to get in touch with you, how do they do it? Yeah, it's easy. 614-224-6142. Put the number in your phone right now, or you can just check us out at ohiolegaldefense.com. Lots of great content on the webpage there. All right, Randy and I look forward to talking to you next Wednesday. See you then. All right, another great Blitz session this uh, Wednesday, August 24, 2022. Uh, and I will say this, I, I finally broke the dam. I came in this morning and I started my Q and a catch up. I'll call it because there's been lots of questions coming in on my lawyer talk podcast.com website, the Q and a series. And, uh, just because of my, uh, my real life, my work schedule upstairs at the law firm, uh, I've just not been able to stay on top of those questions, but, uh, uh I am back on it. So I answered a, a great question this morning on geofencing and warrants and, and what the constitutionality of that is and what I think it's going to be. So you can check out that episode here in the coming days and weeks. I've got lots of other questions, uh, in the tank that I'm going to answer as well. So we are, the faucet is back on and you can expect your questions to get answered. Uh, I dare I say timely, uh, maybe not, but as soon as I can, we'll say, uh, so if you've got your own question, go to lawyertalkpodcast.com, submit it. I will get to it. If you like the roundtable series, uh, we're back. Norm and uh, Brett from Circle 270 Media, uh, we're all here and we're about ready to launch the roundtable. I'm sure Norm is bursting at the seams to get out all his uh, gripes and grievances even, the, grievances, even though he still loves all of us. So check that out, too. Uh, until next time, this is Lawyer Talk with the Blitz off the record on the air, at least until 